0: I'm sitting here with William Snow, from the Yale Crest Second Ward, and and we're here to talk about kind of his experience and to talk about his faith and the service that he has done in our stake. And so, William uh, recently returned from serving uh, a full-time mission in the Washington Kennewick mission, and he is the son of Chris and Emily Snow, the oldest of four kids um, from that family. He's been back from his mission about a month, and pretty soon is going to be starting at BYU. So thanks for taking the time to sit down and talk to me about your mission. Yeah, for sure. Okay, good. So I wanted to start out with just back at the very beginning, if you could rewind to deciding to serve. How did you come to make the decision to serve a mission? Um, I think more than just deciding to serve a mission, it was
1: deciding to come closer to jesus christ in my life and just by doing that i was obviously led to knowing i needed to serve a mission so it really was through the guidance of the spirit of me coming closer to my savior i was able to um have that confirmation that i did need to serve a mission the mission was sort of like a a side thing from the
0: real purpose which is get closer to jesus christ Mm -hmm. that's that's um impressive for an 18 year old these days (laughs) what do you think what was different about you that you had that desire so young? Um, I don't think I was like different or like
1: special in any way. I It wasn't like I was making these huge um, strides, but it was the little things, kind of praying, reading the scriptures, and going to church that I started taking a little more seriously that allowed the Spirit to be in my life more and made changes in, in my life and tried to just become a better person, and that just led me to knowing I needed to serve. So really just the small, the simple things. it wasn't anything really huge. Mm -hmm. Just reading, praying, going to church.
0: Yeah, yep, that's great, that's cool. Um, Is there anything someone could have said to you, that that younger you before the mission, that that would have helped you better prepare for your mission? Better, I don't know, I had some really good examples. Just a lot of
1: um, people sharing their positive experiences. and bearing their testimonies with me um, them allowing kind of spiritual experiences and spiritual environments with me um, really helped me just find my own reason and my own testimony for why I needed to go um, I wouldn't say there there could have been anything better than just helping them helping a, an individual create their own spiritual experiences so that they can they can know that's what they need to do
0: mm-hmm. cool so Take us back in time to kind of the, the arc of your mission. So where where did you serve, and what were the general areas and the people like?
1: Yeah, so I started my my mission my first six months in a place called Pasco, which is one of the, the bigger towns in in my mission. There was a whole ward there, Spanish ward, where I served for my first six months. Um, and I loved it. I had two companions. Um, my trainer was amazing. He's from North Carolina, but grew up in Honduras, and... Um, It was just really great to me. I learned a lot from him and um, got really immersed in the Spanish, uh, the Hispanic culture uh, quick in my mission and I realized how little I knew and how little Spanish I knew and it really gave me a chance to to immerse myself and and grow and then I got transferred to um, a little town called Benton City. I was only there about a month and a half, but it was a group of about 10 members. Um, And I loved it there, but I was only there for about a month and a half before I got moved to another little town um, called Grandview about 10,000 people I was there for about a year of my mission I just stayed in that same town Um, and I that's kind of where I feel like I I grew the most obviously I was there a really long time Mm -hmm. but I definitely grew the most um, personally and um, converted myself most to the to the saving to the work while I was there just because we were able to get really close with with people and um, Really, just kind of, we just saw a lot of miracles with people, and and seeing them come closer to Jesus Christ, just because I was I was there so
0: long, kind of became like my family. Was it just because you were there so long, or what else made that a different stop for you? Um, I definitely think that the time
1: obviously was awesome, but there was a time there a point where I think kind of clicked for me um, that this was god's work i was so grateful to be a missionary like it's obviously kind of an adjustment at the beginning of your mission but um i just really had an attitude of gratitude and i realized how lucky i was to be with these people um really serving them with all my heart made it um, a lot easier to love people like we read that in the scriptures like in charity serve them um and yeah it's really what happened and i was just lucky to be there so long served them so long i i love them so much and um yeah
0: it's cool yeah that's that's cool it's it's uh funny when you're in an area that long you start to feel like you know everyone yeah. you know yeah. up and down the street member non-member and yeah 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 i was in an area for 10 months and it's a long time it started to feel that way yeah. it was great so you know you served a mission in the states but you were speaking spanish so what was it like you know finding the opportunity to improve your Spanish and learning another language? Yeah,
1: um, I got really lucky. There's a lot of missions in the United States where you get called Spanish, where it can kind of be harder to find the Spanish speakers. Um, I was in places where you hardly ever saw white people. So my first Pasco was about 90% Hispanic, and then other little towns were about the same. Hmm. They called Pasco Little Mexico, and they called Grandview Little Pasco. So it was... um, a lot of the same, I mean I would still <clears throat> I was ordering my subway sandwich in English, obviously, but um, everyone I talked to the streets they were all they're all from South America, Central America um so I was really lucky to be that immersed in in the culture um and I just grew like so love for it I feel like i was I was born into the wrong the wrong ethnicity um but really it was just great learning, learned a lot from from that culture,
0: cool. Well, that's that's very cool. When you reported to the High Council, you told a story that struck me. You said that you decided that you wanted to spend as little time as possible in your apartment, and as much time as possible out with the people that you wanted to become Hispanic. Uh, will you tell us how you came to that decision and what effect that had on you?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that was in Grandview. It was in my time there. I I had a companion there for six months, so we got really close. We both. Um, really on the same page, and um, it was just kind of a point where I realized that um, a mission does not last forever, and you got to be really careful with how you spend your time so we became really um careful and about what we were doing with our time were we spending time inside chilling when we didn't we didn't need to be even though it was allowed and we have an hour for dinner or lunch or things like that um and it kind of helped, it helped us realize like the importance of sacrificing for these people and turned turn we realized it wasn't even a sacrifice, we were actually gaining a lot more than we were losing and um, it was, it was great for me and it actually was a huge kind of step for my life as I realized that um, the happiness comes when you are looking outside yourself and not thinking about what would be good for me right now or I would love a break right now and kind of deciding we would never be in our apartment was a great way to to do that there was no time to to relax or think about yourself it was really all just serving others and and we had the best time ever and we wouldn't trade that time for the world and it was a big life changer for me as i learned that that's where
0: real happiness is mm-hmm. yeah definitely are there any folks that you taught or you know particular stories you wanted to share about Someone you taught or oh, man. experience? Um
1: yeah, I got I got a lot. Um lots of great people. Um, actually had a kid that I taught. Um he was he was a member, we helped him and his family get reactivated. He texted me last night at like midnight, asked me if I was awake. I said yeah, and he says, I'm writing a talk tomorrow and how does this sound? And
0: <laughs> I gotta help
1: him but um lots of really just great stories of people um coming together and um kind of in faith and overcoming trials um a family always comes to my mind they're named the landeros their grandparents were raising them um there were four of them all under the age of 15 um a really hard life their their dad was abusive and um was no longer in the picture at all lived far away and and the mom had been involved in some really hard stuff and um, was in and out of the house, so she wasn't really a big part of their lives either. Um, and we were able to to be there every day and helping these kids with whatever it was, their homework, making sure they got to church. Um, they were just always um, always loved having the missionaries over and always trying to make it to church on Sunday and reading. And and though their lives were chaotic and they were just dirt poor, they they were happy and it was it was the gospel that that kept them that way. And we saw there were times where they would. They wouldn't be coming to church, and they would maybe be struggling a little bit, and those were times where they weren't as happy. you could feel it in their home, but the times where they were putting God first, you could see the the happiness, even though maybe economically and or financially their life wasn't changing,
0: yeah, yeah, it's amazing and you know i've I've often heard the analogy of of a mission is it's sort of like watching someone's life in time lapse and you know it's it's easy to see a transition in time lapse because you know it takes takes place so quickly. But you know, as a missionary, sometimes you get a glimpse into that. Yeah, it's okay. almost like watching someone's life change on time lapse. It's true. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Very cool. What's a challenge you faced on your mission?
1: I mean, lots of little ones. Lots of um, you know, little things. Um, a big challenge. It was kind of a theme. I feel for me that that i was always working with was um was learning how to like forgive myself and just continue to move forward instead of beating myself up for things i did wrong and we called it picking up the bat in our mission that if you were to do something wrong you're not to pick up the bat and hit yourself you are to to you know repent and the savior will be there to help you to become a better missionary or a better Person, however, it is for me, I was. I would always, you know, we get out of a lesson and I'd be like, Oh, I could share that scripture, dang it! and (laughs) I would get on myself, and then sometimes it would spiral, you know. Um, and that as I learned, as I recognized that, and as I learned how you know God is merciful, He loves us, He just here to help us change that has really helped me be able to better myself in a way that's not self-destructive and bringing other people down as well. So I would say that that was a challenge for me was um, being a perfectionist.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's great. So you're back now, how's the transition going? Good now, I think
1: now I have like a month under my belt, feel pretty good, Um, been able to get into a nice kind of, I guess a bit of a groove again. Obviously, the first couple of weeks are weird, um, but I do feel good and I'm
0: still breathing, so
1: <laughs>
0: it's going well. No, good for you, man. That's 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 that sounds good. I, how has the service changed your family and and your relationship with your Heavenly Father? Um, with my family, I mean, I'm
1: just I'm so grateful for them. Feel um, like so I saw a lot of broken homes and a lot of sadness on my mission, and it made me just so much more grateful for. Parents and brothers and sisters and um, a home that it has really changed my perspective and really helped me just be able to be more of a help around the house rather than um, fighting or not helping things like that. Where I've um, been able to draw a lot closer with my siblings and with my parents, mm-hmm. um, and it's been a it's been a really cool thing. And with my heavenly father, since I've been home, um, it's been cool for me to see. Um, how much people have changed, and also how much I changed while I was on my my mission through through Jesus Christ. That um, interactions with people that maybe would have been contentious before the mission or not, and I've still not gotten in a fight with my siblings. So <laughs> I'm hoping that streak continues. There's been close calls, but
0: it's on the record now. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but um, it's uh it's been cool to see the the spirit work in my life, even though I'm, I don't have the tag on it anymore. It's, yeah. still, it's still there.
0: Yeah, you kind of have to start, I found, at least I felt, I sort of had to start working extra hard to to keep yeah. it, because as a missionary, it just pours out on you. Yeah. To, mm-hmm. So, yeah, keep it up, man. What would you tell a youth who's feeling uncertain about serving a mission?
1: Come closer to Jesus Christ that's all it is um, if you feel like you don't need to go on a mission or you don't know it's just because your testimony isn't strong enough or you don't like to know or your savior or who your savior is or how much he loves you um, because the second you're filled with that that spirit um, as you get closer to to your savior um, the spirit will be telling you to to serve a mission so whether you you decide to or not that's really up to you but it's your job to, to get as close to the Savior as you can if you really make that decision. Um, it's easy not to go on a mission if you're not even trying to, to see if you really should or trying to get closer to your to Savior.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a scary question to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're being honest with yourself. My last question for you is, what does it mean to have the law written in our hearts and to be His people?
1: Uh, I was reading in John fifteen, or I can't remember verses four and five. It's talking about how Jesus is um, he's the tree or he's the vine, and we are the branches. We're the branches in in the world, um, and I love thinking about that. How we are the kind of um, we are his people, we're his branches off of off of himself here to help others. Um, and I just came to my mind when I think of like. Um, the law written in our hearts. I think of love, share, and invite. That's what I think of. Is that is um, whether we're missionaries, called missionaries or not, um, we're here to to spread the gospel, to help others. And that's through love, share, and invite. I've seen it since since I've been home. I've been able to kind of anchor myself on that. I'm kind of like an undercover missionary now. I can sneak around in regular clothes and still be a missionary, and people aren't as scared. But that has been a huge thing for me is realizing that we're still disciples of Christ and, and having that law written in our hearts is doing his, his work. Go on a mission. Go on a mission, everybody. <laughs> that's, that's about it.